0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 6 of the Brick Magnate podcast. I'm your host Mike Morrison aka The Brick Magnate and today I'm going to be reviewing the Lego football table that came out in October 2022. Now, this was a divisive set. It got a very mixed reaction. And in today's episode, I'm going to dive into my thoughts on why that was. So this was set number 21337. It came with 2,339 pieces and the original retail price was $249 in the US and £215 here in the UK. Although right now, as of the time of recording, which is February the 15th, 2023. um, It is currently discounted in the UK to more than 40% off its original price. Now, that drop actually happened, if I remember rightly, that actually happened as early as Black Friday last year. So around a month after it came out, there was already a deep discount on that football table. And that was definitely down to the very mixed reaction ...that this set got. And I think that's been generous. It's currently, I think, sitting with a rating on the LEGO site... ...of about three and a half stars out of five. Uh, I remember it being lower to begin with. You know, this one really did not go down well... ...with a lot of its intended audience. Now, I was really, really looking forward to this set. It's a very cool concept that originated from the LEGO Ideas community. I always love to see sets being greenlit from that one of my favorite sets the office uh set that came i believe from the lego ideas community and the set that i'm most hopeful will appear one day the parks and recreation set that again is is currently working its way through lego ideas so i love stuff that comes from lego ideas and i was really really looking forward to this one it was very well promoted. Uh, There was a big advertising campaign, certainly here in the UK, where they used famous footballers like Thierry Henry and Marcus Rashford uh, in that ad series where, you know, they were facing off over a game, of table football playing uh, with the little Lego set. I believe they did a lot of kind of influencer events where they had um, all the bigger names. No, I wasn't invited. <laughs> they had the bigger names in the um, Lego fan community, and the content creators um, come together and kind of have like the table football tournaments. Uh, some of my my favorite Lego creators, I saw them showing off their branded football shirts. So they put a lot into this. They didn't they they didn't have any half measures in promoting this set and. It came out just before the World Cup as well. So the timing really couldn't have been better. So where did it go wrong? Because it really didn't quite hit the mark for a lot of people. Um, so I'll just share my thoughts as to why that may have been. Starting off with the build experience, it was a bit of a boring build. Here's the thing about a football table. Fundamentally, it's just a table. It's a surface with four legs. Whichever way you slice it, there's not really many ways to jazz up the creation of something which is so basic and boring. That's not the fault of Lego. It's not boring or basic because it was done in Lego. It's kind of boring and basic because a table is boring and basic. Obviously, I'm overstating that. The football mechanisms add a bit of jazz to it. But even then, you know, the football bit, we're talking flat green surface and four rods with handles on them and some minifigures attached. So the build experience does kind of suffer by virtue of the thing it's based on being pretty mundane. A football table lacks the complexity to make for a fun and varied Lego building experience. That's just the way it is. Even the little side piece, where you you kind of build an accompanying spectator stand, where you have a little crowd of minifigure fans it's kind of too small and too simple to elevate the build overall. Now, this little spectator stand, it doubles up as storage for the extra heads and the extra headpieces that this set comes with um, that are used to help you customise your minifigures too. And there's a lot of selection, a lot of combinations, a lot of ways to customise those minifigures. It's probably the best thing about this set. Um, and, you know, the the range that they went with, and all the variety of of minifigure heads and minifigure hair pieces is something to applaud. With so many minifigures in this set, there's 22 in total, plus I'd say that I think there's an extra 10 to 15 head and the same amount of hair options extra above the 22 that you end up using. Uh, LEGO really kind of jumped on just that quantity of minifigures to, to, to take the opportunity to embrace diversity in ways that I've not seen before in Lego sets. Maybe it's just I've not seen enough um, with unlicensed uh, minifigs. I'm pretty sure that this set had the very first minifigure with vitiligo. And uh, there are also minifigure heads in there with hearing devices, um, with with glasses. Um, I think there's some with like piercings as well. So there's a lot of variety and a lot of diversity being reflected. Of course, there's a, a range of different skin tones, there's a range of different hairstyles. So I really do like that they took the opportunity to do this instead of just going with the the generic standard yellow Lego minifig um, configurations with the standard kind of Lego hairstyles. Um, even though, you know, it does mean you end up with a lot of spare heads that get kind of creepily buried beneath the rafters of that spectator stand. That's actually a little macabre when you think about it. <laughs> All those people enjoying a game of football, unknowingly uh, sitting over a batch of buried, disfigured, dismembered um, Lego heads. That's dark, man. Let's not think about that. Let's put that aside. <laughs> so, setting aside definitely the 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 laudable and an admirable way in which you know Lego have looked at what was needed for this set, looked at how many minifigures there were, and said, you know what, this is actually a great opportunity for us to to demonstrate some diversity amongst our Lego sets and to give people ways of of seeing. Uh, themselves better represented in what they were creating. Definitely hats off to them for that. But that aside, this was a fairly basic repetitive build experience that I remember being pretty glad was over. It was also over with quite quickly as well, thankfully. Um, But that's never a good sign. You know, uh, Lego shouldn't be just about the destination, shouldn't just be about getting to the end result. And I would say with this set, it's one of the, the very few where I was just pushing through just to get it done. Um, So it it gets a two out of five for me on the build experience side of things. Now, when it's built, what you get as an end result is a pretty nifty looking football table that actually functions. You know, it makes for an interesting and unique display piece. It's definitely um, not like anything else that I have in my, collection and it is absolutely a novelty it's quite a fun thing to be able to actually play a little game of lego table football good chances are though after that first couple of kickabouts on that football table you're never going to turn those handles again and i think that this is where they've really lost a lot of people because they focus so much on the playability of this thing that's what the ad campaign was about Thierry Henry, Marcus Rashford, two fantastic football players. Thierry, legendary. Rashford, I'm a Manchester United fan. Rashford's a legend for me as well. But they have having their big footballing showdown and they're doing it on this Lego football table. It was all about the playability. But truth be told, it falls short on that front in a lot of ways. First and foremost, obviously... Is the size. This is a much smaller set. Than is capable of supporting. A fun game of table football. Of course it is. You're not going to build a a real legitimate full size. Table football. In Lego. Right. Um, So the size is obviously a thing. You're always going to. You're always going to have an issue with that. And it means there's only two rows of players per side. So you're playing five a side. On a small playing surface. Still. You know, it was still working off of for the fact the rods that the players are on. They're a little stiff. They feel a little flimsy and fragile. So when you're playing it, you're playing it really gingerly. You're playing it um, carefully because you don't want to break this creation. And anyone who's played on a football table, a bit of foosball, Do they call it foosball in the US? As opposed to table football? I don't know. Anyone who's played it knows it gets a little rowdy, right? You, you're Spinning those knobs around with a bit of a bit of oomph, a bit of welly. You're putting a little bit of stank on it, right? And you can't do that because this just feels a little too fragile. You've got to very gently kind of turn those knobs. Obviously, you don't want to be shifting the table around. So that factors in. So again, that that and the size, it all kind of diminishes it in terms of its playability. Now, obviously, minifigures are too light, to, to just have on their own, on the, on the rods for kicking the ball around. So they're kind of stuck onto these chunky grey blocks that spoil the whole aesthetic. You need those for the weight to actually make it so that you can kick the little football around, but it just makes the set look a little bit ugly. And then even the, the little sliding score counters that each player has on their side... I don't think I built these incorrectly. It wasn't exactly a complex part of the build, but they're so stiff, they're really, really stiff. and the way that they've been built is it just isn't great. so you have to really force them into place. And when you do, you also risk kind of pulling the little the you know little round bob like ball thing off. Yeah, it's just not ideal. So as a playable set, which I feel this is very heavily marketed as, this is a big, big miss for me and for a lot of other people. If you read the reviews on the Lego website and a lot of the feedback that it got, it missed the mark as a playable set. However, I do quite like it as a display piece. It looks unique. It looks a lot better than it functions. So it's not a total letdown. I don't regret buying it, but it definitely didn't meet the expectations that it set. So I'm going to give this uh, a two and a half out of five. Good idea. Middling execution. And yeah, the novelty factor wears off very, very quick. But it looks good. It looks nice. And if you have other football-themed LEGO pieces, then it's, you know it gives you the makings of a good little themed display area. So I have this along with uh, my Manchester United um, Brickhead, and uh, it's near my Old Trafford Lego Stadium. So, you know, I like it as a display piece, but that's not really what it was marketed as and not what people expected. So I'm not surprised that a lot of people weren't happy. In terms of value for money now, based on the original price, it works out around about the 10 cents or 10 pence per piece mark, which tends to be where most Lego sets are landing these days. Um, So it's, it's okay, middle of the road. However, when you consider that a lot of those pieces are the spare heads and the spare hair parts, it feels like you're getting a bit less for your money. Now, obviously, if you have a lot of minifigures, if you like to make a lot of custom minifigures, if you do a lot of your own custom builds, then these are going to be useful. You can use those parts for other sets. So maybe it's not as much of a waste for you, but for me, a lot of those spares, they're never coming out of that, uh, that spectator stand. They're going to remain darkly buried there forevermore. Uh, that spectator stand as well, it, it feels like a bit of a waste of bricks. Um, you know, it, it, it doesn't really fit very well as a, as part of the display piece because size wise, like it, it's quite small compared to the the football table. So it, it just kind of sits there on its, on its own. It feels disconnected from the rest of the build. So honestly, if I was building it again, I probably wouldn't bother building that spectator stand. I would just keep, I'd keep the Lego parts in my, my box of spares. Because it doesn't add anything to it. It does kind of almost feel just like tagged on to justify more pieces, justify a higher price. I don't know. Um, it's just more of a way of throwing in extra minifigure options and giving you storage for the unused bits. But yeah, it's a weird appendage to this set. So I'm going to give this a 2 out of 5 for value to boring build experience that was actually also pretty short, lots of unused or wasted parts, not the playable set that many would have hoped for, and realistically expected. I don't think this was a case of people getting their hopes up for something that was never promised. I don't think it was a case of unrealistic expectations, which can sometimes happen. I feel like the Hogwarts Express Uh, set, which I reviewed all the way back in the first episode. I I think there was some of the the negative reactions that came in for that were in part due to unrealistic expectations that it would be a a playable piece as opposed to a display piece. I don't think that's the case with this one. I think people had every reason to expect a, a much better playability with this than was actually delivered. And so I do think that 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 does um, affect whether you'd consider a good value for money. I also wonder whether it might have been cheaper had it not come out, had it not been released just before the World Cup. Like if this was just something that was released, you know, this coming summer, twenty twenty three, when there's not a World Cup going on, uh, maybe maybe the price would have been. A little closer to what it's currently on sale for right now in the UK, where you can pick it up for around 130 pounds. Um, I think that shakes out to around about 160 US, which I think is actually a probably a fairer price for the set than what it was originally retailing for. So that is my review. Wow, it feels it's like the the most negative one I've, I've done so far. Um, <laughs> guess that's me not getting into the Lego fan ambassador network. (laughs) I'm not sure if you're allowed to criticise any of their work uh, when you're official. But, yeah, I I mean, just telling it how I see it, and I I think the reactions that they've got um, on on a a broader scale pretty much reflect what I've said as well. Build experience, 2 out of 5. End result two and a half out of five value for money two out of five for a measly six and a half out of 15. Man, I feel bad because I do love to see you know projects come through the Lego ideas pipeline, but this it just it did just miss the mark. A uh, nice display piece, but that's not what people wanted it to be, it's not what it was promoted as, which I think is the most important part. It was so heavily marketed. As a playable football table. And while technically it ticks that box, it doesn't deliver. It doesn't deliver. Anyway, I'm very excited right now because I am just a day or two away from my first ever LEGO event. I'm going to Bricktastic in Manchester, UK this weekend, this Saturday. My first ever kind of LEGO fan convention. I have no idea what to expect. I mean, I've got a broad idea. I expect there'll be some Lego there and some people who like Lego. Um, but yeah, it's, it's odd. So obviously like I've talked a little bit about my background in previous episodes. Um, I go to a lot of conferences, a lot of events, but they're all business events, marketing events, a lot of networking, a lot of, um, you know, things that have, speakers and a lot of sponsors and a lot of stuff going on very businessy very um official i don't think any of that happens at these lego events but i'm looking forward to seeing um what kind of custom builds what impressive um displays are being created and yeah feeling (laughs) both out of my depth as um a, a lego creator but also inspired and also quite likely to I'll part with my money because I know there's going to be um, some sets, some retired sets on sale from vendors. So I'm I'm curious. I'm excited. And hopefully I might bump into some of you there who listen to the show. If you're going to be at BrickTastic in Manchester, hit me up on social. On Instagram, I'm at Brick underscore Magnate. On TikTok, it's at BrickMagnate. No underscore. I managed to score... I managed to land the good version of the handle on TikTok. Or you can head to brickmagnet.com for all the latest episodes and more. Hopefully you've enjoyed today's episode. I'll be back again next week with my recap, my review of the Bricktastic event. Hopefully um, it'll deliver. (laughs) No pressure. I'm also going to be kind of doing a little rundown, a little recap of some of the smaller sets that I built over the past few months that um, were probably small enough, quick enough, short enough builds to not really warrant full episode reviews. I call these snacky sets. These are the ones when I just need to snack on a little bit of Lego. I just want to do like two or three hours and just bang out a full set And it's just a little morsel, a little tasty little Lego snack. (laughs) So I've got a list of those more snackable sets um, that I'm going to run through um, and give my brief thoughts on in next week's episode. So hopefully I will see you there. Enjoy your Lego. Hope I'll see some of you at Bricktastic. And I'll be back again next week with another episode of the Brick Magnate Show.